0: Hey everyone, this is Trauma Drama and we are your hosts Kaylee and Nick and this is where we discuss surviving adulthood We can probably agree that we're all pretty fucked up and that it affects us every day whether we know it or not
1: I used to think that wasn't me, but if you come from a family, live in our society, go to school, experience love, sex, and friendships Then you're in the right place Kay and I are going to break down everyday life and problems that come from managing your drama post-trauma Let's fucking do it
0: or welcome back I should say. Um, this is Trauma Drama and you're here again with Kaylee and Nick. We have another super fun episode plan for today. Um, take it away Nick.
1: Yeah so today we're going to start with our sweet and sours mm-hmm. and then we're going to go into our topic. I believe it's about daddy issues today.
0: Daddies. Daddies. Yes,
1: um, and then rolling into our sweet and or our surprise topic.
0: Fun. Yep. Yeah super do you want to start with your sweet and sour?
1: Yeah. So my sweet, I'm not going to go into That's- huge detail is a uh, partner favors. So in a domestic partnership, you might want something maybe sexual, but your partner doesn't have time to do it because they have a bunch of chores on their list. So maybe, you know, say, Hey, I'll do some of those chores. You kind of help me out. I scratch your back You scratch mine, you know, go with it where you want, use your imagination.
0: I, I feel that it's important for me to say that Emotional manipulation does not allow for consent. So what about sexual manipulation? That's actually <laughs> it's actually so inappropriate. <laughs> well, I have a call. That's our next episode is consent. Yeah, Look, get that. ready for that correction coming. I'm soon. gonna write
1: that down right now. Okay. <laughs> Wait, uh consent. Thank you. Um consent, yep. I already forgot it. Consent. Mm-hmm. Spelt it wrong for sure. Ouch. Ouch. Um my sour. Is understaffing in the workplace.
0: Mm. Mm. Um,
1: I am currently at a restaurant and we have nobody working. So I'm getting my shit pushed in every shift. Yeah. And no one gives a fuck. So
0: I've seen so many TikToks and memes about like the sign in front of restaurants that say we are short staffed, like be kind to those that do show up or be yeah. kind to those that are here. And I think like it's so interesting because getting a restaurant job before covid was like that was the shit like if i was able to be a server if i was able yeah. to do this if i was able to do that like that would make you so much money and it'd be so fun and now well, it's, it's like- perfect
1: especially for our general yep. or our age group because we're uh-huh. going to school and we're trying to like do something yep. so it works out with our schedules but now people aren't doing it for reasons like we don't right. need to get political at all but it's just like jesus christ so, let's just slow down the people we're sitting in the restaurant just give me yeah. like put them on a wait
0: yeah so, I, you know
1: just a fucking man for
0: I think we should get political. Why do you think people don't work in restaurants
1: anymore? Right. I think it's because of the uh, the unemployment coming. I out. was just
0: gonna say that too. People get paid yeah. more for unemployment than they would to work.
1: Yeah, or at least yeah. like the same, right? Mm-hmm. Or a little bit less. But if you're not going to work, like you I would definitely rather be doing that. Yeah. Unfortunately got off unemployment and went to work for some mm-hmm. fucking reason. I thought the world was gonna open back up. <laughs>
0: I never had that opportunity to do to, to not work in person. Like I never had that the sucks. choice to say that I don't want to go to work today or that I don't want to interact with students today. Um, like I live where I work, where I do everything. And so I never got that opportunity. And so I, I also st- serve on the college's uh, staff council and the, all of the different staff and faculty around the campus are freaking out about the return to campus. And they're like, what am I going to do? I can't go back to campus. Like, that's so dangerous. Like, who would ever want to do that? And I'm like, hey, there's are like, people uh, that never left. Like, who do you think kept the college fucking running while everybody else was gone? Yeah. You know, like, people like our maintenance team, our, our Sodexo team, who is our cleaning team. People like, um, like, grounds and other operations, residential life, campus activities. Like, nobody left.
1: So yeah.
0: It's so annoying that that is happening. But I also like on the flip side, respect and understand people that are managing things like childcare, people that are managing things like going back to being a dual income household. Yeah. Right? Or it's they're living household. with
1: someone who is at yep. the age where they are yes. in danger of the disease, which
0: absolutely, I totally people respect have families that are immunocompromised. Yeah. yeah. Like
1: really, like, I don't really even care if you don't want to come to work, but just yeah. like, can my work accommodate that? for me
0: exactly that's the that's the hard part is that like there are people that are still at work but whose responsibility is it to support those people and yeah. support the people that are at home like how do you have the opportunity to support or how do you find the opportunity to support both
1: I don't know I mean higher leadership <laughs> fucking Christ but it was a really our, nice break last year I had,
0: yeah. it was like
1: our first adult summer like yeah where we had like money and like all uh-huh. the time but, like that was sick totally yeah uh, that was my sour yeah that All was right, your what's, sour.
0: yeah what's yours well my I mean it, it transitions perfectly because my sweet is that Johnny and I have gone to the movies a few times mm. lately so we went to the movies last week and we're going to the movies again later and like just being able to actually do that like to go back to the movies like I haven't seen a movie in theaters since before COVID so to actually go back in to have popcorn and like to sit down and and watch a movie and for Johnny and I to be the only ones in the theater you know stuff like that it's very very cool to be back and doing things safely Um, I will say that like Colorado is at a very different place COVID wise than California is and um, I mean the United States is compared to the world we're like
1: about to go back into a fucking lockdown over here
0: yeah and so I think Colorado is like uh, has a lot of lighter restrictions like my new gym that i just signed up for nobody wears masks indoors in okay Jeez. yeah which is gnarly like i still do because i don't want to be a part of that but it doesn't matter because i'm vaccinated and if everybody yeah, else yeah. isn't i'm like it, i don't know the people Do you see not-
1: that do you see that one quote uh traveling without the vaccine gives off columbus vibes what does that mean i i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> One of our friends, when we went to Mexico said that, Katie, she was like, it gives off Columbus vibes. And I was thinking, I was like, that sounds really like kind of cool in a bad way. I didn't ask her to keep going. I think it means like you're traveling to foreign areas who like you're bringing a disease with you.
0: Yes. And we'll probably like kill instead of like getting vaccinated and not
1: bringing it with you, or at least bringing a less serious version with you or something. Wow, I think that's what it means.
0: I want to dive so much deeper into that but I know. another time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That was a good sweet. That was a good sweet. Yes. Movie, and popcorn, coke.
0: Oh, wow. I like it. I like it. And my sour is that I am just like working myself into the ground. Like it is that time of year for colleges and universities. August is like the worst month traditionally out of my whole 12-month yeah. world. Um, or my 12-month contract. And because we're managing training, we're managing move in, we're managing all new COVID protocols, we're managing um, like individual needs of each student, like especially here at a small college, like
1: we're also probably trying to manage all of them who are also trying to manage all the new COVID restrictions.
0: I had a student email me to which I did not respond. And they said, Hey, Kaylee, I need to find a place to store my three competition length Olympic kayaks. Do you have space for me? Yeah, hold on.
1: Let me just open up my fucking, my airplane graveyard.
0: (laughs) To which I did not reply. I was like, I don't have time for this. Like find a new place for your kayaks. Uh,
1: Sorry, due to COVID, unable to respond.
0: It was out of control. So shit like that, like managing each individual student's needs is, is a lot. And, uh. At a private university, students' needs are sometimes just outlandish. But
1: are you are you suffering from an, um, understaffing as well, or
0: we we were, but we are not now. But we kind of still are. It's very complicated. I like the talk about politics. Like at a small yeah. university or at a small college, um, we were a staff of three when we were supposed to be a staff of six, and now we have a staff of six but the staff of 3 is still training this other 3 new folks okay. and so it means like now not only doing the work but doing still doing Christ the work and then teaching somebody else the work that they're supposed to be doing and taking off of our plates so right. it's so a lot so you're not active.
1: really getting a break it's not helpful actually
0: <laughs> no not helpful at all and i i just finished planning a 2 week training for 60 students um with like all the bells and whistles, and that takes off tomorrow. So today we're doing the last minute prep and stuff. So I'm fucking exhausted. Um, mm-hmm. And I, the reason I wanted to bring that up as part of my sour is because it transitions really well into our topic. I'm moving into oh, our topic
1: like, of daddy issues.
0: Daddy issues. Even saying the word daddy makes me uncomfortable. I don't. Daddy. Like I don't like it. <laughs> but I think about like why I talk about like a trauma like a, a trauma symptom. Like, why do I work myself into the ground? Why did I choose a career where I work weekends and late nights? Why do I feel like comfortable or proud saying that like, I'm working through this weekend or I'm working through next weekend. Um, and like, where does that, where does that come from? So, well,
1: I was bringing up to Kayla, my yeah. wife, um, you're Kaylee, my co-host. Me,
0: Kaylee, Yes.
1: <laughs> um, I was like, she was, she wasn't complaining, but she was yeah. also in education. And so right now it's really busy for her. And mm-hmm. she was like, God, I, I don't know why I'm expected to go to work and also do all the household things. Mm-hmm. And I said, you should talk to those wives in the sixties who made you guys do this. Right. Uh, it's controversial. It's a hot topic. Nick. <laughs> it was, it got a good rouse at her.
0: Yeah. Don't do that. Jesus. It- <laughs> you rouse at me. <laughs>
1: But I think men sometimes are frustrated too, because they're like kind of expected to be the breadwinner, but also they're expected to do household items. But I don't know what to do around the house. I don't know.
0: Well, as the sole breadwinner, I <laughs> I can add a very like specifically to this conversation. It's one of mine and Johnny's biggest fights recently as well. Hey, Johnny, glad you're listening. It's not weird <laughs> at all. Um, <laughs> it is like the same thing, like as me as a sole breadwinner, how do you create more equity in your relationship by like having different things happen at different times? So like, if I'm working and he's at home doing this, like how how are we splitting the chores or things around the house equally? And like, where does my like eight hours or 10 hours of work come into play there? Not to
1: get too deep into it because that can be another topic as well. Yeah, But I think that's easier than, we Kayla and I both go to work. Right. Right. So we both have to do shit around the house. So now we like Kayla, I like to say Kayla like runs the household, but like Uh I provide the resources for the household to run. Right. Okay. So Kayla is in charge of everything in the house, everything outside cars, Mm -hmm. money, the bigger picture Mm -hmm. things. That's kind of my responsibility. So she'll let me know, Hey, this is what needs to get done. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, cool, let's do it. But in this situation where she, when she's too stressed, she has a hard time delegating. tasks, yeah. But if I were at home, that was my job and she was mm. at work. I wouldn't be looking to her to be like, Hey, what should I be doing? Like I would be running mm-hmm. the house. Like here's how we're going to do it. Hey, can you help me with chores this week? Here's what I need done. Mm. And think so the dynamic would have to totally switch. I think of okay. it. It's actually harder if you're dividing it. Cause then we, we fucking, we do shit twice on accents. Like, yeah. God damn it. Those dishes were clean. Like I should have checked obviously, but <laughs>
0: That's a whole other topic. I think yeah, that's so interesting, and I have like nine hundred questions about that. So I'll write, write that down. down as well. Right next to consent, write it down.
1: Right under consent, <laughs> the misspelled word. Um,
0: what would we call that? Just yeah, I
1: don't know. responsibilities at home. Just the new, kidding. the new modern housewife. Ah, ooh, that's good.
0: <laughs> uh, All right, going yeah. to your
1: topic of daddy
0: dads, 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 dads. So yeah, Nick blew me away last week with our episode about moms and. Just been thinking about that and I I think like there's so much more rich content that I could add to the story about moms but that can be kind of boring. so I wanted to switch it up and talk about dads which is often I feel like at least it, it's so interesting because Nick and I have different gender dynamics of like what is it like the relationship between a son and their mom and then what is it like between a daughter and their dad and you know you hear those a lot like those dynamics are really, pressing or like You can hear weird. like their
1: their first love, they're yes. the example of how you're going to be loved in the future and that's pretty stressful.
0: Freud would have a lot of weird things to say about that, my penis envy, <laughs> that
1: sort
0: <laughs> of stuff. So Yeah, aren't you
1: supposed to be like that's the first woman you're attracted to or something because like mm-hmm. when you're discovering that shit for like a man and so, a son uh, and mom. Uh
0: yes, a male presenting child would have an Oedipus complex and a woman presenting or female or girl presenting young person would have penis envy
1: according to Freud according to Freud
0: yeah but lots of refutes about Freud because we think he was just obsessed with sex but um but anyways so I think about like why how does this relate to my everyday life and like why am I getting my ass kicked at work um but I think a lot about my dad and so growing up my mom did not work or she had a lot of different odd jobs but she was also like Dealing and doing drugs and like was doing a lot of different things at home needless to say
1: um so (laughs) she was helping uh, the economy run
0: i'm right but i like i was mostly the head of the household in a lot of ways like managed Uh. a lot of the things that we say we still manage today um like groceries or gas in the car i mean i could only do that when i was 16 so from like from like age six until like age 13, my grandma, my mom's mom helped us run the house, like did a lot of things for us, picked us up from school, took us to soccer, showed up at games, did all that kind of stuff. And then my grandma died at 13. And like from my age, 13 to 16, it's really much, really just like, I don't remember a whole
1: lot. I just blacked
0: out a lot of that stuff. Um, I don't remember what that was like. I, I did live with a friend for a full year. I lived with, um, Lexi golden, Lexi golden. If you can hear this, thanks again. You and Kelly saved my life. Um, my sophomore year in high school, I lived, I didn't live at home cause that it was just so bad Yeah, um, and went back. And from 16 on, um, 16 on, that's what I was doing. And even 16 before,
1: on, what were you doing?
0: Managing the house. Okay. But even before that, like I drove the car when I wasn't supposed to, like, yeah, 15, you know, I was out doing shit anyways. Um, but I think about that a lot. Like my dad worked six days a week, 10 hour days. And I never understood like w- why, but I also remember that like his work ethic was the most important thing. Like to him, work ethic was what made you worthy? What made you important? Like he was the sole breadwinner and that was everything to him. And so that justified a lot of his alcoholism. And I think because things with my mom were so bad, my dad was put on this pedestal in my eyes of like, well, he works, like he leaves the house. That's okay. like, That's like the coolest thing ever. Like mom never leaves the house. What's that about? Mm-hmm. Um, So he was put on this pedestal of like, he works, he does this, he does that but then would come home smashed and would be, you know, drunk as the second he got home until he passed out and then he'd wake up the next day and do it again. Um, And he was very particular about how the house was and how things were when he was not around. But I remember thinking about like, well, I'm 15 and a half time for me to get a job. Okay. Like, well, so
1: you're functioning alcoholic of a father instilled in you a will to work, but to you, that is value in in our society. So you're Mm -hmm. saying that's why you now work so hard.
0: I think like it, I, I, it has to be. And it's also like what I valued in our family dynamic. Like I didn't value my parents' marriage really. I didn't value or look up to the way they were as humans, but I valued the way that my dad like went to work. Like either, even though we had a hard time, like staying afloat, he kept us financially stable and that was something that i know a lot of people as they're you know suffering through different traumas don't have like even if there was no food in the house i could steal my mom's credit card and go to the store and get food you yeah know? like that's a different sort of uh,
1: i i can relate to it a lot because yeah. we didn't have we were kind of always like living above our means mm-hmm. in my early childhood and then i saw it really affect us after 2008 like mm-hmm. all that shit that happened Absolutely. so but my dad, one of the things I really learned from him was work ethic as well. That was kind of, that was like the main thing. And I, when my dad and I have talks now, I really like let him know that he did, he did a good job. Like he showed me that like, if you do work hard, like you can solve most things, right? Right? Maybe not the emotional stuff in the household, if you're going out and just to work to earn money, but mm-hmm. you understand my point. So my dad showed me that too, but then it caused more, sometimes more problems. Cause He was gone for way too long. And my mom, that's kind of why she then did what she did to me. Yeah. So, and then I ended up being the head of the household. Yeah. So then when after the divorce and I'm living with my dad and my dad's trying to tell me how our household's going to run, it's like, oh no, dad, sorry. I've been doing this for the last 18 years.
0: Like- I absolutely. And like, Nick, you and I are both oldest siblings. Like we are, the, we are both the oldest and my, it was just me and my younger sister. And I know it was you and your younger sister. So I'm curious, any like youngest siblings out there that are listening to this and you're like, wait, I had trauma in my life, but my experience was totally different. Like we want to hear from you because, and I, you know, us oldest siblings, we run it, but it might not yeah. happen. That might not have been your experience. Well, it's funny because
1: we run it until we don't. And we're until like, we please. And the little yes. one's like,
0: what the fuck? Absolutely. So I, yeah, please, youngest children, youngest siblings, email us at pod at gmail.com and we can bring it back to uh, these episodes because it's so important to hear about different sibling or family dynamics and like middle children. and you know, people that have um, mixed families or blended families. Like I think about your wife and what that was like for her, and like, yeah, you know, like there's a lot of different interesting family dynamics. And I would love if we could talk more about what that means post-trauma. So no,
1: I yeah, I do too. Yeah. I would lo- I want to hear all of it because it's I like know. what is there a better yeah. way? Like, can you choose? Like, okay, here, like yeah. this devil versus this devil. Like, was yeah. there a better one? Because I mean, okay. I feel like having a good work ethic is pretty helpful in our society right now. Like, yeah. that's, like I kind of learned that money is power and that was something that we lacked and yep. things happened and being poor is super expensive. Like, yep. and I don't think that gets like talked about enough.
0: No, absolutely. And I, I want to bring it back to dads because I want to hear some more of your stories, Nick, but I think like, um, Things about it's weird because like with my dad, I don't have a lot of stories about my dad because he wasn't around a lot. Like he was present, but he wasn't no rewind. He was around it wasn't
1: but wasn't present, present. when yes. he was there. Yes.
0: yeah Um, and so that was really like it it like <laughs> solidified why I need so much attention. Like I love attention and I need attention to feel Mm. seen or worthy. And, uh, words of affirmation is my number one love language because that's what I craved. Like I needed and the wanted words. Um, but thinking about like what it was like growing up for me and then where my worth lies is in my productivity. And I tell my students, I tell people that I work with, I tell everyone that I can that like, productivity is not a product of your worth and your worthiness does not live in how much you get done or how much you do when you do it. But that is the advice I wish I could take because I, I don't feel that, you know, like I, I want to be like, Oh my God, I worked on Sunday. I worked this weekend. Like I'm killing it. I'm doing this. But in reality, I'm just exhausting myself and I'm burnt out. And
1: well, like, so you you could realize it and you understand like what you're doing is wrong and you Mm -hmm. know the right way to do it, but you're having trouble I think you just might have to do it. I mean, because I yeah. was experiencing that when I was working for the fire department. Like I was uh-huh. like, oh, this is going to make me feel worthy. Yes.
0: Like,
1: I'm like literally the yes. probably on the top of society's pyramid of like yep. who is like the most, like who do we need in our society? Like that's me. I'm needed now. Yeah. <laughs> King complex.
0: Get down off <laughs> your pedestal, Nick.
1: <laughs> I did. I said, you know what? Fuck this. I'm resigning. I don't <laughs> I want <guess>. it. <laughs> they
0: don't need me. <laughs>
1: you are my queen oh
0: my god <laughs> the king of the north yeah
1: fuck but no i, I got it but it didn't feel like when i yeah. made it i was like this actually is only making me more stressed mm-hmm. and it's like i gave up saving lives because yeah. i was like this doesn't make me feel any better about myself i'm gonna mm-hmm. go and change my career change everything about my life because yep. i feel worthy from the inner yes so do you see yourself ever making that change
0: yeah, uh, people uh, that can't see me, I'm like shying away uh, from this. <laughs> ah, I don't know. I mean, worthiness and and specifically self worth is such a big struggle, and it's one of my biggest struggles as like a trauma symptom. You know, it's like where does my worth live? And um, when you I had spend, a question? Yeah, Since, sorry.
1: Since we are talking about like working, yeah. right? And Kayla's having some issues right now with managing working and also yeah. like the home life is it because women right now are in a hole kind of struggling Mm. to find their new foothold or is it from your dad kind of showing like, Hey, the only thing I'm bringing to the table is my work ethic. And if like, that's not what you do.
0: I think it's both like, like you, like we've said in our intro about like, not only have we survived trauma, but we also live in society and our, our gender, our sexuality, the way we express ourselves, Mm -hmm. like the world sees us and treats us in a certain way because of that. So I think, I don't think you can ever say, you know, is it society or is our, is it our experiences? Because I think it's both. And I think like post third wave feminism is something we're still trying to understand about women's role in society. And like,
1: what if you had to choose right now, I'll, I'm just going to work. I'm just going to be at home doing like I'm work. Okay. Hands down. So that may, then maybe that's coming from your dad, right? Cause mm-hmm. if you were a little bit on the fence or not sure that might be society pressuring you into doing both.
0: Oh yeah. No. And that's what I would, that's, I think you, you hit my point perfectly. That's what I'm trying to say because that's where I feel the most worthy is when I'm doing the work that I do and changing lives. I think Johnny asked us a surprise question in one of our other segments. Um,
1: oh yeah. What gets you out of the bed? What
0: gets you out of bed? And I said like changing lives and making a difference and doing the work that I do and that's what's so different is like, my dad worked in a factory for, for most of his experience um, and like moved up in this factory. Um, not to say that that wasn't important or that that isn't important, like labor is important and I we lift up our laborers out there. But I think there's a difference between, you know, like I talked to Johnny about, like my work is emotional work and that emotional work of supporting and lifting up and counseling and being an interventionist for students during the day. Like I come home and tasks like doing the dishes aren't just doing the dishes. It's like, holy shit, this is another thing on my plate, another thing I have to manage. Like I was just supporting somebody who was contemplating suicide today. How do I go home and do the dishes? Right. And it's, it's so strange because I, I never saw that happening for myself because I have a great work work ethic. You know, when I did work in restaurants and when I did work um, as a student worker, when I did work as a laborer, when I did those things, well, I mean like you're I worked- crazy,
1: like successful educational yeah. wise as well. So like your work ethic is a question here. The question would be in one sentence, you said, I find worth in helping people doing this, but in mm-hmm. another sentence said, I'm having trouble finding myself mm-hmm. and, uh, and feeling worthy. So what is missing?
0: Big circle. Yes. Yeah. Nick, you're really keeping me on and I on track and I love it. <laughs> So big circle. I want an
1: answer. I'm yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I want to blame answer.
1: the 60s housewives. Who we all
0: need a fucking fuck answer, shit, shit up.
1: They're, everything was working for me. <laughs> <laughs> I had a and great I life. Think,
0: and I think my answer, my answer lives in trauma. So stick with me. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So I've worked with my therapist a lot on this about like, I spent my adolescent years and most of my youth years in survival mode like absolutely just trying to survive my childhood and I only could model and do the things in life that I saw my parents doing like work. And that's, I mean, I couldn't do, I didn't do drugs and I didn't do that. So like the only positive thing I could take out of that is like work. Okay. Working and having a work ethic is so important. So I'm going to embody that. And so I put all my energy into surviving and to working and now I don't have to survive anymore. Like I am financially and emotionally independent, but because of that, I never had time to develop a sense of self. So mm-hmm. my sense of self is poured into my work. And so then I get so exhausted and lift my work up on this pedestal and I do the most to, to like commit to it, to, to give to it. But then when I come home and I'm not working and I'm not surviving who, where is my sense of yeah. self? I don't. Like uh, yeah.
1: It. I want to challenge you just a little bit because does that
0: make sense though? It does make sense. It does make
1: sense. I, I'm I, am ready. Yeah. I think it's bullshit. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, you're
0: so stupid.
1: <laughs> I, I've been around, I've traveled with Kayla, right. We've uh-huh. seen the world. And I think it's very Americanized, like working, like are we
0: absolutely
1: a saying work
0: to live or live to work?
1: Thank you. Yeah. So you might be stuck also in the work to live. So that aspect is society and you're, you're like kind of frustrated with it. You're trying to get out of it. But at the same time, when you are out of it in your home, that's when the trauma comes in. It's like, well, now that I'm not doing that, I don't feel worthy. Right. So yes. What if you, I don't know, like what's missing. Where's that the little piece for Kaylee?
0: Yeah. It's my, like I've said before, my sense of self, like the ability to understand what my life would be like outside of work. And not to say that I missed that, but I think in, in, like what we know about our stages of development, there might be a piece of development that I missed where I did things that I enjoyed, you know, like in, I remember in, in high school and in college, especially in college. Um, you know, I used to play sports mm-hmm. and, um, I had, I lived with roommates and then I, um, I, I lived with somebody who wasn't on the, the team. Wait, that's what I meant to say. Back up. I meant to say I lived with teammates. Gotcha. And then after I lived with teammates, I lived with roommates who weren't on my team. And I had a, a roommate, Alana, who is mine and Kayla's still closest friend. Um, and I used to like grovel about like, I don't want to go to practice. Like, bah, this sucks. And a lot would always say to me, like, Kaylee, this is your thing. Like, do it. What do you mean? I know you want to. Every time you come home, you say how much fun you had and how much you enjoyed it. Like, go do it. And so I I loved that thing. Like, I loved having a thing outside of my day-to-day. And I think now as adults, it's hard to find a thing, like, especially yeah. post, post-collegiate sports, post- college life in general the trauma it's kind of like
1: i mean so going back to that Mm -hmm. if you weren't ever a priority for yourself growing up or you weren't the Mm -hmm. priority in the situation i mean how could you be if you had a mom like yours and a Mm -hmm. dad like Mm -hmm. yours right Mm -hmm. so like you should be the priority but your priority is i mean you're trying to find it Mm -hmm. so i mean i felt that too and i think i really want to talk to like our listeners like if you are struggling like i just can't stop thinking about like it's so hard to get into a fire department like people mm-hmm. work their whole lives just to get into one and I got yeah. into one and I got really lucky and I gave it up yep because it didn't make me feel good and it, yeah. I got a lot of like shit from it from them from other family members who like can't fathom the idea that working doesn't bring me happiness mm. like I don't that's not my purpose in this world. Like okay, I'm going to work
0: capitalism.
1: to live. Yep. It's fucked up. It's stupid. Right. But we, we, I love it. Cause I love being able to buy the house like that yep. I'm living in. So there yep. is, if you have like a means to an end, I guess, like then you can like, you have a purpose to go to work, but if mm-hmm. your sole purpose to go to work is to feel good about yourself. Yeah. Pretty empty. Absolutely. So, I mean, I know I have more. a lot of, a lot of coworkers like that. I've had coworkers like that. I'm sure you ha- have. So yeah I would love someone to argue with me like I want to like I want to talk about it because it's yes. it's something that's brand new to me and I don't think I would have made that jump or conclusion without like like what what about what does Nick want yeah sorry. it's like well I don't I don't really know I never really thought about like and I'll that, think about it when I retire yes when I'm too tired to go and do anything
0: like, and that's exactly where I'm at it's like what do I want I don't know
1: I would there, just
0: for seven years to do what I do. like that. I know. Is there another job
1: that would interest you? A li- Maybe a little chiller of a job, one that's not as demanding?
0: I, I truly don't know. I love, like, things that I love are to research. I love knowing things. I like mm-hmm. being in academia. Um, not science. And I like writing. Like, I would love to one day write a book. Like, that oh, is cool. a big, on my, like, bucket list of things to do. Um, Besides
1: your 130-page thesis
0: yeah 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 it yeah, was yeah. 146
1: actually. oh shit my bad
0: <laughs> credit where credit's due, that yes
1: on. my apologies so you Thank would like you to write another book yes a better book
0: a better <laughs> book a longer book a
1: stronger yes. book
0: yes and it could be something like informed by science but like lived experiences but you're like, not gonna go and do
1: fucking science experiments so like, you're not going out in the field and doing research no it's not interest you
0: no, I, um, no. Okay. What
1: about I, not work?
0: Oh my gosh. It is. Sorry. I just got distracted. It's just started raining. Oh, what the fuck? It's thunder and lightning right now. We're having a rainstorm. No, but no,
1: um, besides work, like, what do you want your life to be? Like if you look at your life and this is for everybody, what do you want your life to be? Forget about work for a second. Is there any job that can accommodate a way of life for you? For example, I like to travel and I love, time with my family. I love time at home. I want to be a part of that shit. So uh-huh. I picked a new career in education where I had three months off holidays, weekends, I'm home by four.
0: So, I, you know, what I mean? you know, I, that's such a good question. The answer is still, I don't know. And I think that's a good homework for me to think about and talk to my therapist about, because I don't know, and I it's funny because I ask my student these, these I asked my students these type of icebreaker questions. And I think that could be a question for our audience is like if you could be if you could have guaranteed success mm-hmm. in any profession.
1: Yeah. Which, what do you want you choose, your no, what do you want your life to look like? Bleh. You're forgetting we just went over that. <laughs> it's not the career. It's right? so
0: hard for me to unlearn that.
1: Yeah, that was crazy. You like try to summarize what I just said and you fuck.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's still it. career based. It's uh,
1: okay. I will practice. Career it.
0: Is my only worth.
1: <laughs> no, you're not stuck. Okay.
0: Thank you. Thank yeah. you.
1: Find worth at home. Dear puppy, she loves yeah, you. Yeah.
0: No, she's not kindness to me. She's not <laughs> nice to me. Yeah,
1: she's still peeing in your bed.
0: Yeah. I don't know.
1: All right. Well, but, I mean, I'm I'm good. You want to move on? Oh,
0: thanks, Nick. Yeah, good. you're good. You fucking wrecked me. I said my you're piece. Throw your hands up. <laughs> Anyways, we can, we can end with a uh, our last segment. Yeah, um, a yes, surprise Johnny, topic. Yes, Johnny giving us a surprise topic. So, Johnny, whenever you're ready, we're ready. Actually, not a complete question.
1: Yeah, I'm a little. That some people might not. Some <laughs> people. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Oh gotcha.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Read us Um, the question.
1: Oops. (laughs) (laughs) What's something you enjoy that some people might not?
0: Sex with women.
1: Mm. (laughs) Hmm. Half the population might not. Yeah. Um, sex with men. Yeah, that's not fair. Picking all of them. I just that
0: was the person that came up with
1: mine. That's stupid. Um something like I'm trying to think of something kind of weird that um I enjoy the airport. Oh, that's a good one. I love, I love being one. in the airport waiting, for, like having nothing to do. I leave my stress at the door or the gates and I fucking walk through security. I get through security. I just go get some coffee and watch Netflix and just, hate that. I'll wait three hours for my flight and I'll so happy.
0: I hate that more than anything.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: Um, something that I really enjoy and relates to our topic uh is re-watching shows and movies I will re-watch a show and re-watch a movie 900 different times and still find new things that I enjoy about it new things that I like like I've watched new girl probably hundreds of times through Mm -hmm. um re-watching right now a lot of law and order um I love to rewatch all the like early 2000s rom-coms, you know? Those, yes, like, those are good. Cam. When Matthew yeah. McConaughey
1: was still yes. doing them. Yeah.
0: Oh my God. Yes, absolutely. Like. No,
1: I agree. I will not. It, yes, How I to Lose guess, a Guy in
0: 10 Days, yes. The Ugly Truth. Like those Girlfriend, are twice.
1: Ex-girlfriends, Past, or that yes. one. Yes. Oh my God.
0: 27 Dresses, all. 13 going yeah. on 30. My faves.
1: I get so much anxiety trying to- pick something new to watch yes i'm not gonna you do it
0: and watched, i will often if i do pick something new to watch i'll binge it and then suggest to johnny that we rewatch it
1: okay interesting just blast yeah. through it as fast as you can
0: because i need to have the understanding of the content anxiety
1: yeah it's fucking or crazy. i share
0: that with somebody else
1: yeah it's supernatural it's like yes. 14 seasons yes. since season 10 i've rewatched all of them each new season comes out
0: I had a really hard time when everybody was watching Game of Thrones all at the same time. That was Mm. like really tough for me. I like needed it to just be mine and I needed to just know what was going to happen and talk to people about it. Oh, it was so stressful.
1: Did you wait to watch it till everybody else watched it? Like you watched it after them?
0: No, I watched it by myself first. Okay. And then if other people wanted to watch it, then we could watch it, but I would get invited to like the let's watch the finale together. And I was like, no.
1: Oh, fuck that.
0: I need to be by myself
1: <laughs> yeah I understand that though but that, that sometimes I yeah. need like if it's an hour-long episode I need about a half an hour at the beginning and half an hour at the end of prep yes so it does it's like a ritual like I'm gonna I have couldn't my agree drink. more drinks my food like don't interrupt me because if first of all if I do get interrupted I now have to rewind it about five minutes uh-huh. so I can get back into it because I'm obviously yep. like right next to Jon Snow the whole time like, <laughs>
0: well
1: I, I think that was great that, that was a great yeah.
0: question
1: that was a great show in general
0: Yay. Ah, love you, Nick.
1: Love you,
0: too. Bye.